Welcome back to another episode of Laser Graves. You know, some weeks, it's just you gotta get into the swing of that intro, and maybe this has taken a few times. Maybe this is our 15th take. Maybe it needs to be resurrected, the original take. Oh, okay, do it. Just do it. We gotta circle back. Try what you first tried that made me... Made me confused. It made me poke out my lower lip and stare at you. Welcome back to another episode of Laser Graves. How do you feel about it this time? I feel like there's going to be some head scratching from our listeners. Uh-huh. But then once we get into this episode, <laughs> nope, they're going to really appreciate that I did that. They're okay. also going to go, wow, that was an awesome impression. And such a... Interesting intro. Yeah. Well, what are we doing? What is our? What are we introing? Uh, ourselves. I am your co-host, E.K. Wimmer. Hey, E.K. Wimmer. I am Mariah Rose, and this is our podcast. That's right. We are on episode sixty, and this week we are talking about the one and only Zombie Nightmare from nineteen eighty-seven. Mm-hmm. If you've seen it, you probably really appreciated that amazing impression that I just did. I feel like I probably do somewhere. Like you appreciated it? Maybe. Because I felt like you were really passing a lot of judgment on me. <laughs> I just I just watched it unfold. I, I've just noticed over the years that some things I can just do really natural impressions of and some I can't. And Molly from Zombie Nightmare, I'm really good at. Okay. Give me an example. I can say anything in her voice. Say, um, let's go to Taco Bell. Let's go to Taco Bell. <laughs> See? Pretty good. Okay. I like it. Okay. All right. Well, if you haven't seen Zombie Nightmare... This is all nonsense. This is all good. What this are you whole doing? episode is going to be about as much nonsense as this movie was, but I loved this movie. Oh, it's great. First time watch for you. Yes. I, I had never seen it before. I have, and I definitely thought you would enjoy it. I did. Success. Okay, good. Good, good, good choice. I, I like zombies, though. I can't... I'm still not over zombies. Especially, like, fun zombies. Yeah. And when you got the one and only John Michael Thor, he was really sorry, Ma. Oh, I'm sorry, Ma. I forgot to get the groceries. You forgot the groceries. Oh, look, I'm sorry, Ma. <laughs> when, he's, away. when he's playing the lead zombie, you know you're in for a treat. <laughs> so uh, we're going to get into this one. This is, I'm very excited to talk to you mm-hmm. about this. Before we do, uh, do you have any thrift store finds i do i went in today found a couple of like granny sweaters um one of them has like a cool crocheted collar but the the real find of the day was a book a photography book from the 1980s of clowns around the world (laughs) i just i just grabbed it because i was just going to take photos and send it to you because i thought it was funny but it was actually really like spooky but cool there are like some really cool photos in it and it's like clowns from russia in the 80s like what weirdo traveled the world to take picture of clowns i need to know more did they survive too was this in the horror section <laughs> no i mean that <laughs> thrift store is not organized so that's a really strange book to find not only to write but then to find i know and it's got an inscription it's from a, a daughter to her mom and i've in my mind created this whole narrative that the mother was a like clown <laughs> 
And the daughter was trying to reconnect and found this book and gave it to her for Christmas. And we know it was a Christmas present because as you opened the book, you found the Christmas tag in in there. The original Christmas tag was still in there and it was to mom and it kind of was sad. Because we don't know what happened. To Mom her. is dead. Mom's dead. And this is where her clown book ended up. Yep. I, uh, speaking of clowns. What did you find? I, not find, but I, we don't, we never discuss movies we've watched for the week. You know, a lot of podcasts yeah. do. But I do have to mention, I did watch the Todd Sheets film Clown NATO. And it Clown was, NATO? Yeah. I don't even think I've heard it's, of this. He's just, uh, he's kind of this cult kind of shot on video guy. And um, Wait, is it new? Yeah, yeah, it's fairly new, a few years oh, ago. Obviously, it's like referencing Sharknado, yeah. both clowns. It's interesting. You may have to watch it at some point. Does somebody emerge from the belly of a clown with a chainsaw? There is somebody who comes from a belly that is a clown. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm just going to leave it at that. Never mind. It's streaming. (laughs) You can watch it on your own time. This week, I found... um, Actually, I had a couple finds. One, I found volume two of... It's sitting right over there. I'm looking at it. it. Uh, Oh, Satan Unmasked, The Return. It's a documentary from 1990 on Satanism, which is always really fun to watch. And then I also found not quite a grail tape, but pretty dang close. A very expensive tape that I've been after for a long time, just because I want to do it on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Just called Voyage of the Rock Aliens. This really fun, quirky movie. I thought you were talking about the one that came in the mail today. No. Oh, no. We'll get to that. Okay. Well, we'll keep that a secret. Okay. But I found... Out in the Wild, 99 cents, a copy of Voyage of the Rock Aliens, which is a very expensive tape. And I was so excited. And then on the way home, I was looking at the tape. It looked great. Out in the Wild, where were you? Uh, I was at a thrift store. Oh, that's not That's why wild. we're talking about thrift store finds. I know. It's just weird that you said it's in the wild. Well, it wasn't at a store that um, <laughs> already had VHS ready to buy that were good. I had to hunt for it. Oh. And oh, okay. I looked at the tape and I saw little... Um, sticker residue over that square that you can redub a tape with and I got this moment of panic thinking there's a good chance some old person taped you know episode of Columbo or something over mm-hmm. the top of this and I got home and I put it in and sure enough it was uh, the old the original version of Cape Fear <laughs> taped off the TV oh. over Voyage of the Rock Aliens I was so disappointed but I have the original case, I have the original slip, and uh, somebody that I know on Instagram is willing to send me their copy. It's a very hard thing to find. They're going to send me their copy so I can redub it back over the original tape, Oh, and then all will be well. I didn't realize you were going to put it over that. I don't know. I might just put it on a new tape and then switch the spools, but I found the tape, and I'm still going to claim it as an awesome thrift store find because it is very rare. Well, it's all coming together. And I'm happy. Good. I'm so happy that you're happy. Okay, speaking of things that make me happy, I think made you happy. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Zombie Nightmare. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. Okay. Zombie Nightmare, some of you, I don't think many of you have seen it. It is um, streaming on Prime. Netflix. It's on Prime. Oh, it's on Amazon. Yeah. And it was also where it got really its claim to fame. 
it it went into obscurity right away. But then Mystery Science Theater in like 1994 or something like that did an episode of it. I've never seen their version of this, but I, I really want to see it because I've heard it's like one of the best episodes. And they got one of the stars from this movie, Mr. Adam West, Batman mm-hmm. himself, to co-host that episode. <laughs> Looking That's back fantastic. on this, so this came out Zombie Nightmare in 1987. It is directed. The credits read that it was directed by Jack Bravman. He was he was in porn originally, and then got into horror movies, which is very common late 70s. It's kind of like when porn started going to shot on video. They were running out of like business and so a lot of them switched over to low budget horror Hmm. it was easy to make money he decided that he wanted to make this film but he um didn't really know what he was doing quite so much i i think and what ended up happening is this guy who diehard horror fans will know uh john fasano came in and he had done a treatment on another film got the attention of this guy and he said you know can you write this film mm-hmm. and he said sure i'll write it but i want to direct it too and the the original director and producer said no i'm going to direct it and they said okay how about we split it and i'll direct some scenes and you direct some oh weird and so it was actually shot by two of them even though it's really a john fasano film and you'll know why when i tell you the other films he's done you're gonna go oh yeah of course but Interestingly, I read an interview with John, the director, and he said um, that the, the the scenes in the movie that Jack wanted to direct were the ones with Adam West because he was the big star. Oh, so and mm-hmm. guess who else he probably wanted to look at through a camera this whole film? Um, I don't know who. Her very first film ever. Oh. Tia. Tia Carrero was her. This was her first? Her very first film. So he said, I want to shoot all the scenes with her and all the scenes with Adam West. (laughs) And you can shoot everything else. (laughs) Just the dumbest arrangement I've ever heard. I mean. But it makes perfect sense because every time I've seen this, I always thought that the scenes with Adam West feel very old. They look like a 1970s film. They do. And it makes sense because it's totally a different director shooting it. Mm -hmm. Also, he's... He looks so 70s, too. He does, yeah. It definitely, in the police station does, too. Yeah. But so it was directed by John Fasano. Now, why he's important, he's definitely, uh, I'm a fan of his work. This was not, well, this was his first real film ever. But then what ended up happening is, this was on a budget of 180000 and which is not a lot of money. No. But because it did okay, uh, he ended up weaseling his way into getting $50,000 to do his next film, which was his first, like, full-fledged film he had total control over. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it was? No, obviously not. Starring John Michael Thor, <laughs> one of our very favorites from our early college years, Rock and Roll Rock and Nightmare. Roll Nightmare. Yeah. So that was his film. Now, Rock and Roll Nightmare was only made on 50000 like 53000 Mm-hmm unbelievable when you think about it and it did so well it made like four hundred thousand. wow and so he then got bankrolled to do his follow-up after rock and roll nightmare which is another film i absolutely love because you know me and metal horror that's like my favorite subgenre. and he followed this up with black roses which you have not seen yet mm-hmm. either and i want to do for an episode cool but he did these zombie nightmare rock and roll nightmare and black roses back to back to back and then what did he do he did one after this called The Jitters, and I haven't seen it, but it's like a vampire movie from 89. Okay. I'd like to watch that. 
But those are three heavy hitters, at least in our household. And that's the story of of John. I just wanted to set that up so you know who we're dealing with. And you can tell in a lot of these scenes, it has that stamp of rock and roll nightmare for sure. So, yep. Uh, So John wrote it, co-directed it, although I think he mainly directed it. Mm -hmm. Stars, like we said, Adam West of Batman fame. Stars. I mean, he's got many scenes, but he's not really the main. No, he doesn't even come in until like 40 minutes into the film. Um, Thor, of course. Tia Carrera, we said, who you'd later know from Crucial Taunt of um, Wayne's World. That's all. I, it was the same character. It was like... Totally. What's her name? What is her... Cassandra. Cassandra. And her name <laughs> yes. was Cassandra. I had to like think of the song in my head. Um, <laughs> it's like Cassandra in high school. And then she grew up and was in Wayne's World. Totally. Because it's the same character. Yeah. But we've got this kind of cast of teens. He's um, thugs and punks, and she's one of them. Yes. But those are kind of our big stars. So it starts with a weird intro that we just circle back to, but there's a woman in a dress, and she's in in front of a coffin. Initially, I thought she was in a graveyard because there were all these candles. We learn later that's not true. She opens the coffin, a corpse rises and screams, and then we get our rad intro. Yes. It's this intro that makes no sense because we see this exact same scene later in the movie. Yes. Uh, I have an explanation for that. Oh, yeah. That will describe basically the rest of the film for you. Okay. So in the interview with John uh, Fisano, he was saying that he was an editor originally and he offered to edit it. And they wanted to save some money, I guess. So they went with two Canadian, like, teens hey. who had no experience editing whatsoever. <laughs> well, they did all right. I mean, no, they did not do all right. Uh, for okay. teens? Yeah. Mm, so what ended up happening is not only did they not have a clue what they were even editing, like, halfway through editing, they asked for the script because they didn't even know what they were doing. Cool. They were editing from the negative. So you never cut the actual negative, And they were just slicing that up. So a lot of the great shots were totally lost. <laughs> in addition to that, I don't know if you caught this. We'll get to it later. But in the police station in particular, I noticed a scene where Adam West is looking at a piece of paper and literally reading his lines, like reading the script, looking at the paper. <laughs> That's because he was. What had happened was he was reading it. But the editors were supposed to be looking at a different shot and cutting his oh. audio in. And they just let it roll. Why not? While he's actually looking at his script, just reading it in front of the camera. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but it makes sense why they have just a random scene from the middle of the movie as the intro. It's weird, too, because so the scene, I kept thinking like it happened on some weird, you know, it, it's, it was sort of voodoo-esque, like a weird version of voodoo. And I was like, okay, so they're going to bring it back to this voodoo storyline or something. And they never really explain that or explore it. So no, I, just put that in your pocket, save it for later. And after this rad intro... It does. The intro, by the way, is uh, Ace of Spades by Motorhead. Yes. <laughs> it's a pretty cool intro. And then it opens up on a baseball field. There's like a big guy. He's playing baseball. He seems like a nice guy. There's like a babe. She's wearing the coolest dress. She's watching this game. And I guess it's supposed to be like the 
it, they're dressed kind of like the 60s, but there's uh, yeah, also greasers. They, they just kind of grab it's bags definitely for like, decades there. Yeah, it's a grab bag of like Leave it to Beaver era. So there's this pretty girl. She's watching uh, the game and there's two greasers and they, they're looking at her and wondering why she's on that side of town. And she goes to leave just after watching the game, moves on her way, and they go to cut her off. And apparently, at the same time, the game has ended and everybody leaves. You don't see this, but you surmise that at a later moment. So they come around and they just like throw her into somebody's front yard. And it's the middle of the day and they're just going to go ahead and I think rape her. Oh, yeah. I think that's the plan. Um, But, you know, because it's the middle of the day on a nice summer day, the bigger guy who'd been playing baseball... His wife and his child come upon this scene as it's unfolding, and the the dad like throws down. He oh, busts out. This is so moves. cool. He actually like puts him up into yeah. like a body slam, throws him like smacks. He the other must guy. be a wrestler, right? So I'm pretty sure that this is John Fasano, the director. I know he's definitely the zombie in the end, and it looks kind of like him, so it must be him. But he's, like, lifting him up, doing wrestling moves, and uh, body slams him. Yeah. This was supposed to be... The the original cast was for a wrestler, Mm. and then... um, some of the crew forgot to pick him up at the airport and he sat there for 10 hours and then went home. Oh, so no. I think that's why John had to step in and play the role is because well, he wasn't there. I feel very sad for that person. Yeah. And I think I've, I read that John too was like crushed because it was like a childhood hero that he had got in the film and then they screwed it up. Oh yeah. no. Oh, I don't like those kind of stories. They make me feel all squibbly inside. <laughs> okay. So anyway, he, He's winning. He's beating up these greasers who were trying to rape this girl. Yes. And it's like a cheap cheap shot. One of them pulls out a knife, stabs him, and kills him in front of his uh, son and his wife. Mm -hmm. And they're just... Weirdly, the wife just kind of stands there and watches instead (laughs) of getting involved. (laughs) She, I, she looks uh, the wig and the yes. and the sweater is really funny too. Oh, it's something. So she just stares there and is like, "Whoops, that's bad." Uh, and then we fast forward in time to see this boy, whose name is Tony, all grown up. Oh boy, is and he? <laughs> who knows what age he's supposed to be? The man's like clearly in his thirties and ripped. He's supposed to be a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I read in what? the premise of the film. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> okay. So definitely on like nobody would believe this as a teenager on any level he's got muscles on his muscles he's ripped he's got face wrinkles he's you know in his 30s or whatever age he was nowhere near a teen i've never seen a teenager look like this ever maybe that maybe that photo of the rock you know the rock when he was a teenager and it's a like shot of him all ripped sitting or like gigantic maybe Maybe that's a thing. Maybe. Thor is so big. He was a former bodybuilder, obviously, before he went into heavy metal. But it's, uh, man, is it funny? Because imagine plucking a massively, like Conan the Barbarian, and then putting like a Little League baseball uniform on him. (laughs) That's exactly exactly what what happened. Well, for a little bit. And then they quickly put him in a 
I think it's supposed to be a tank top, but it's like uh, just a couple slivers over it's, his... Yeah, it's like the beach top. Kind of. It's like <laughs> they sweats. took a tank top and then cut it down to its most basic, but you could definitely see nipples and stuff. <laughs> That was, like, I think the most important feature. (laughs) Even his nipples were buff. I know. They were lifting weights. I saw them. (laughs) So we fast forward to boy boy Thor. (laughs) And he goes home. And he's living with his mom. It makes, I guess, sense if we're supposed to envision him as a teenager. As I watched this, I was like, why is this dude... Living with his mom in his 30s. He's got like, his baseball bat, too, which is so funny. Oh, and he walks up and his mom's oh, on that the... bat. His, his mom's on the uh, porch and she's like, did you get the groceries? And then, he, of course, his response is, <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> sorry, I'm Canadian, mom. <laughs> sorry, mom. And then he has to go back to the uh, grocery store, which introduces one of my favorite characters in the whole film. I'm going to... Is his name Luigi? It's something like that. I don't know. But he's like... Mario. <laughs> what is... um? What's Thor's character's name? Tony. Tony. He's like, oh, Tony, you're coming back for our groceries. And you think I'm joking, but here is a soundbite. Have you got the provolone? Uh, Tony, would I forget how much your mama like provolone, yeah? <laughs> okay, so I'm not yep, joking. It is full it. on Super Mario Brothers. Like, he is a caricature of... Uh, that's a spicy meatball. Oh, that's a spicy uh, Tony. Are you going to buy yet? It's weird, too, because it's supposed to be a grocery store, but it's very clearly a convenience store. Yeah, it's just store. a convenience store that sells, like, mustard and bread. Yeah, but for some reason they're pretending this is a grocery store and this is where Tony picks up his old mom's groceries. It's great, though, Tony. because uh, the, the guy is like, uh, How is it the new job working out? Oh, it's not bad, sir. Except they want me to cut my hair. Hey, Tony, you, you cut the hair, you lose the strength, no? <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so much. And then also we get to, around this time, go to an 80s club that is hopping there's a bunch of people dancing and we meet a group of loud um youths yes who are also supposed to be teenagers i guess they're supposed to be like peers <laughs> i think most of them are teens in real life okay. okay i mean one of them the one that goes into the spa later um i have a story about that but i'll okay. get to it that's how i know she's definitely a teen so they're at an 80s club it's a group of teenagers they're being really loud and obnoxious in the way that only teenagers can be <laughs> very much so and a couple who's at this club the the gentleman in this couple calls him on it and asks him to simmer down and one the punk in this weird friend group so it's two couples and one like weird 80s punk with huge hair. Huge hair. And Massive hair. Dimples. Yeah. What's his name? Jim? I don't I don't know anybody's name. I know Tony. I read a fun fact about that lead what? guy. The uh, dimples with big hair. Yeah. The punk. He went on to be a director. You know what he directed? No, but I've seen him before for sure. Night at the Museum with Ben Stiller. Interesting. <laughs> I see. I had a theory because my theory about dimples is that people with dimples are all good and kind. And oh, this really? Really threw me for a loop. <laughs> yeah, he's not good and kind. In but this he one. doesn't have normal dimples, so we can be flexible on my theory. <laughs> but he pulls a knife on the guy who asks them to like chill out, and then they get kicked out of this club, and they're like hammered. Get in the car and drive away. And so this intersects with 
Tony, who has picked up his mom's groceries from the grocery store convenience store. Right. And he's said goodbye. Oh, also, <laughs> just in this mix, there's a, a holdup, an attempted holdup at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. And he, like, beats them up and just throws them out the door and trusts that they're going to run away. <laughs> Get out of here, you trash. And then he struts out with his mom's groceries and his ball, baseball bat. And the drunk teens, uh, dr- the car is being driven by the the big hair punk. They hit him, they mow him down, it's hit and run. And he rolls forever. Like, (laughs) he rolls up over the hood and then just sort of spins around a few times. And I guess he's supposed to be dead at this point. The the owner comes out, he's like, oh, Tony, oh, no. Oh, mamma mia. I think he actually (laughs) says mamma mia at one point when he's being robbed. When he's like, give me all your cash. And he's like, mamma mia, no. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, they do the only logical thing. This grocery <laughs> store owner said, like this. hails down two passersby. Yes. And they gather the corpse of mm-hmm. Tony and take it to his mom. Obviously, Instead that's what you should do. Or nope. anything or leaving him, checking anything. They just put him in the back of a stranger's car and drop him off. Well, I think they all kind of know each other at a later point. They seem to. <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> that they take his corpse to the mom. Yes. And there's like, there's a nothing you can do for him now. Here's your son's body, lady. Look at it. <laughs> and she's got a brilliant plan. I uh-huh. actually love this idea. It comes back that the... A uh, girl who was going to be raped at the beginning of the film by the two greasers. Mm-hmm. It was uh, her husband was the one saving the girl who got stabbed by these two greasers. This girl named Molly. Right. And so she's like, Molly owes me a favor. Go get her. Yes. Although, to be clear, we don't understand that connection until basically the end of the movie. <laughs> no, I got it right away. They... Okay, you seem to think so, but here's the deal. Um, Molly is older than the wife. Like, she looks older than... You think? The wife has on a gray wig, but nothing else (laughs) is different. Molly is, like, 60 with, like, white streaks in her hair. So she has somehow surpassed an age... Also, this all takes place in America, and somehow Molly has the weird accent that you <laughs> the, showed us at the at the intro. Oh, yes. yes, it's really weird because it's like a Haitian. Is she supposed to be like a Haitian voodoo priest? She has clearly grown up in the United States. If this happened when Tony was a little boy, and she was also a young girl, you know those people though that you grew up with, and they somehow have. Like a southern accent, like and, a drawl. And also surpassed your mom in age. Yeah, and, and I'm like, you don't have that accent because we grew up together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a bit more extreme. Okay, yeah, so that is not clear because she is at very least the same age as the mother. But in the like rape scene in the beginning, there is like a 20-year age gap. It's bizarre. Yes, it is really bizarre. But I... I do appreciate her overacting. She's my favorite. Oh, she throws it all on the dance floor. She's my favorite actress in this whole film, for sure. Maybe in the world. She's so fantastic. 
I read it uh, in an interview that like the cast and crew had no clue what she was saying the whole time. No, I don't know what she said in, at at any point in this movie. And I'm not sure she actually has an accent. I think she was just really giving it her all. Yeah, I don't for know. Sure. I didn't look into her. She didn't say anything of worth. <laughs> it doesn't. She that just... doesn't even matter if she had an accent in real life or not, because it all that matters is the performance she gave in this movie. One hundred percent. Would you like to hear a little bit of what she sounds like? Yes. Okay. She knows that all money one can be can give her. But your body is Vengeance for her son's death. Now, you. Me? Yes, you. You go to Mr. Cabrera's house. Tell him, I need blood from a live animal. So what you're thinking now, not only you, but mm-hmm. all our listeners are like, damn, like that uh, impression was dead on. Okay. It was really dead on. <laughs> so the mom calls on Molly to resurrect Thor. Right. And we learn that Thor is, he's not like coming back to just pick up where he left off. Instead, he's going to get revenge. Yes. For his death. So she's brought him back just to kill people, essentially. Yes. Um, That is the whole point of the movie. Yep. So here he is. He's back and he's ready to go. He grabs his. Oh, and this is also the scene from the beginning of the movie where he sits up and screams. He sits up and screams. I do like, though, how she hands him his bat and he's like, Yeah, he's got it. it. Well, that plays the most important role in this movie. This is so funny. I also like how they sprayed her hair with white streaks to make her look old. Oh, what even? It's kind of cool. She kind of looks like Storm. She's very cool. I would love to see her, like, follow her life. Like, a day in the life of molly because i feel like she has really long (laughs) toenails and like definitely some amulets and like a crystal ball this kind of reminds me of do you remember um shock dead when that had the whole like sub Mm -hmm. voodoo thing okay Okay. just wanted to make that correlation and then we skip back to the teens the teens have stopped their car and they're like breathlessly trying to regroup the two couples are like, what just happened? But the big hair punk, he's yeah, like, like he sits in the car and they go to check on him. He's like, I kind of liked it. And this is a pivotal moment for him. He's yeah, yeah. ready to like cross to the dark side. He's going full evil. They also um, establish this pact that's going to be like, uh, I know what you did last summer pact mm. where they're, nobody's going to talk about it. It's their secret. But it also, it's a pact that doesn't matter. They also seem to not care at all that they killed a person. Nah. None of them. They're there's teenagers. Not, They're usually, though, there's like, there's like the one person that raises a, a red flag, but none of them do. It's it's really funny. Uh, so the next day, the punk wakes up for breakfast. <laughs> oh, this is such a good scene. This is the best scene. <laughs> this, is, this is probably the most quintessential teen scene of the whole movie. I know. I feel like you could almost insert it into any teen movie from the 80s, like a John Hughes movie. Yeah. He gets up. His mom's in the kitchen. And she's like, oh, you were out late last night. Mm-hmm. He grabs a Budweiser out of the fridge and uses it to like cool himself down, but then puts it back. 
And then she's given him a bunch of shit about like being out late and wrecking cars and blah, blah, Just blah. Just nagging on Because he's like an entitled brat that's very well off, clearly. Yeah, he's rich. And then he grabs this handful of spaghetti noodles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he sh- shoves a bunch into his mouth. Yeah. His mom's nagging. And then he says, up yours. And she says, what did you say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does he do, Mariah? Pelts his mom with spaghetti noodles. <laughs> Hits her in the face. <laughs> And she takes it, too. It's so funny to oh. watch a grown woman get hit in the face with spaghetti noodles. I, I feel, it's, feel like it's like a weird, like maybe you could start a, a strange cam business of throwing spaghetti noodles at people. I feel like it's a fetish thing that you could like yeah. could take off on Instagram where it's just people watching yeah. other people get hit in the face with spaghetti noodles. Let's try it. Okay, we'll see if that works. Also, side note, one of my very favorite snacks in the whole world is to wake up. Have a cup of coffee and a spoonful of cold spaghetti. You're like Jim. You're a psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) I don't throw it at anybody. Up yours, ma. Yeah, so he just peels out with his nice car and goes off. He doesn't care about what he's done. Yeah, all the teens are happy, too, because it's not being reported. It didn't get reported, obviously, because... Uh, the mom, Tony's mom, took Tony's corpse to a voodoo priestess. Yeah, there's no corpse like to report. Yeah. And so the teens all meet at a, and this is like their gathering place. It's, what is it called? I don't remember. Oh, Twist and Cream. Gross. Not as cool as the gathering place of the Wraith. That was my favorite yeah, gathering place. Yeah, but it's kind of similar. Yeah. It's it's definitely in the it's same It's got that vein. same vibe. Yeah. So they meet at the Twist and Cream, talk about how nobody's reporting it, and they're like, could he not have died? And they're like, no, he's for sure dead. Oh, that's because he... Jim says something stupid about when Jim takes somebody down, they stay down or something yeah. like that. You know, it, it was at this point also that I noticed something amazing. Okay. And it's... I've noticed a lot of things amazing already, but what did you notice? It's impacted my life. I've acted on what I noticed. Okay. So Tia Carrera's <laughs> boyfriend, I think his name's Barry. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know. But he has sunglasses <laughs> were on a chain. What? Well, he had the, like, sunglass chain. Like the the hooks that hang, so it just is around him. And I thought, hey, what happened to those? They used to be on like a a nylon string, remember? Like the Oakleys? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you know what happened? What? I bought a sunglass chain. (gasps) No way. After you watched this? (laughs) Oh, wow. I was like, it's so practical. (laughs) And so then I went and I looked and I found one for $4 and I bought it look at that zombie yeah. nightmare treat it, yourself changing lives yep. changing lives for everyone yeah but i got like a granny chain not a cool like no that's actually chain. really smart i'm internally struggling do i put him over my head do i tuck him into my coat i always do i put him in my purse i don't know we could be i could be like that dude that we knew from high school and college who put them backwards on his head no that looks stupid because it looked like somebody with a hair face like um cousin cousin it was walking at you i should start doing that too if he moonwalked it would look like he's walking at you i should do hair face i'm gonna do that was dumb i wanted to slap those glasses off that guy's i'm gonna start doing sunglass chains and then when i don't have the sunglass chains i'm gonna put my glasses on backwards Oh, where okay. are we? So um, then the couple... Okay, so we have the Tia Carrera couple and then the other couple. 
they are playing indoor tennis and it gets um pretty hot. Dude, this tennis scene lasts forever. Also the music, there's like a heavy metal score mm-hmm. that um is some some real bands like Girl School and, and Motorhead and stuff, but then also uh Thor obviously did a lot of the music. The non heavy metal was also done by Thor. Oh. Would you like to know? He he used this um name for this and for Rock and Roll Nightmare. What? Would you like to know um one of the names he would go under for the score? What? Thorkestra. <laughs> oh, I love Thor. <laughs> I knew you would love it. Oh my gosh. I feel like we need to do an episode on Thor. I feel like he's a really cool dude. I do too. There's I would a documentary that came out um called I Am Thor. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of got the same story as the story of Anvil. Remember that? Yeah. Where they try and reclaim uh-huh. that one last like hit record. Yeah. But he had fully retired. He's not does not look like Thor. And he's he, still ripped though. No. What? No, he like How just, could he not be still ripped? Well, because he just went on with his life. He didn't need to maintain that. He's ripped. And I then don't he it. decided that he wanted to like make a comeback. Mm-hmm. And that's the documentary, and I really want to see it. Ooh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely up our alley. Okay. I feel like, so we've been going to the gym. I feel like I kind of look like Thor now. Do you? Yeah. Okay, I feel like I'll need to see you in a Little League baseball outfit to make that <laughs> conclusion. Okay, that sounds good. So we go to the indoor tennis couple, and I guess the guy somehow owns or has some sort of ownership over this tennis court because the janitor is like, I'll let you lock up. Oh, yeah. And What's his name? Mr. Something. It's pretty funny. And then so the couple starts to like make out. They go to the hot tub and they're going to they're going to get it on. And meanwhile, Molly is back at Tony's um coffin i guess they made him a coffin i don't really know where the coffin came from maybe they just had a spare one i don't know but it had to fit his gigantic body yeah so she sets a a candle there and i guess each candle represents one of the people that he killed for revenge and he comes in the tennis couple are like oh yeah the tennis boy he goes to pull off his his white tennis shorts which are over white briefs and the tennis shorts are Velcro, and it's him, like, pulling off Velcro shorts. I don't know why that was so funny. It was really funny. And this, this, so this movie, I was surprised that um, there wasn't a lot of gore, and there definitely was no nudity. And I was kind of surprised by that, because this is, like, the prime 80s yeah. film for all of that. Yeah, they're getting into a hot tub. So originally, this is how I know that they're actually teens, because the girlfriend who gets mm-hmm. in the hot tub... Originally, that was supposed to be a nude scene. Like, they were supposed to be nude in the hot tub. She was only 15. And when they found that out, they were like, oh, we can't do a nude scene. So they yeah. just changed it. She's wearing, like, a baggy tank top. And yeah. Like, oh, clearly. Yeah. But that's why. Is that, um, uh. yeah, they were they ended up casting, like, actual teens. And they were like, oh, man. So, yeah. She hears, like, a sound. And he gets up to investigate. And Thor comes right, or Tony, comes right in. Breaks his neck, and for some reason that makes him bleed out of his mouth, and he falls, like, tosses the corpse into the hot tub. We have not discussed the look of oh. of Tony slash Thor zombie, well, which is amazing. It starts out pretty mild, and it gets progressively worse, because he's deteriorating. Yes, and he, well, how he starts out 
is with long hair still. I don't know if you noticed that. Mm-hmm. By the end, he's got like a curly mop top. Like a little mullet. Yeah. <laughs> but he mm-hmm. starts out with long hair. He's got a zombie face, but he's this ripped zombie with mm-hmm. that uh, sweater that he was wearing. Yep. Sweat pants that are cut like just below the knees, but then with socks pulled all the way up. Very <laughs> clever way of not having to do a lot of makeup. Yeah. Also, a clever way of not showing your legs if you're insecure. Now... I know that Thor is not insecure about his legs because the same year when he did Rock and Roll Nightmare, he's only wearing a metal thong throughout the film. But what I do know is that when I was in elementary, Mm -hmm. I was cast in a school play and I had to play the part of Summer and I did not want to show my legs so oh, I wore you were so teeny tiny. <laughs> I wore long shorts and then I got my dad's tube socks and pulled them up over my knees. So the heel of the tube sock was like halfway up your Basically, ankle? Basically, so that I didn't have to show any of my legs because I thought it was weird to wear shorts. Oh, that's cute. So I sympathize with this zombie. I get so his the, outfit. So the zombie you're saying, like with muscle deterioration, he wanted to cover it with his, his yeah, stockings? Yeah, I think he was insecure. Okay, I like it. That's the backstory. So then it's a really long scene of him chasing the girlfriend through this. It's like a tennis club. Such a long scene. With a red carpet. It's a really cool space. Yeah, except the scene's not cool, but it could have been. She like straight up easily outruns him and then somehow he catches her and kills her (laughs) inexplicably. And it's one of those kills where you're like, well, yeah, you deserve it, dummy. Because she also lays down on a bench and just kind of goes like, Ugh, this is and doesn't do anything. This is something I did like. Here's a detail I'm going to say in the okay. script. Did you notice that although he is technically a zombie, because it's called Zombie Nightmare, yes. he doesn't eat the flesh and eat their brains and all that. No. He just beats her with a bat and then walks off. Yeah, he's just After he strangled her. the other guy. Well, they're... Different types of zombies. So there's the, like, resurrected dead, and then there's the flesh-eating zombies. Well, th- what I'm saying is this is more of that, like, voodoo zombie. Yes. That just comes back Which is from what the dead. Is. Isn't, like, brains, but instead he just wants to, like, avenge his own yeah. death. Although voodoo-type zombies tend to do the bidding of their creator, so... That's if, what he's doing. No. I mean, She's directing She brought him. him back, but he's supposed to just avenge his own death. No, no. There's this... Oh. Each scene, she opens the casket and directs him where to go. Oh, okay. So she's controlling Is that him. what she's doing? Because I can't understand one word she says. So then we finally get to meet the cops. And this is... Adam West is like the chief of police or something? Yeah, we're like... Way over halfway through. Yeah. And there's a young cop who comes in and he's, he says, he like talks to, I think it's the coroner, the guy that looks, sounds bored. He's like, (laughs) okay, this was bugging me. That guy was great. Well, what do you think about this? What Uh, do you think's happening? uh, uh. We should play a clip because we can. Okay. So what do you think? Double suicide? Oh, sure, sure. Lover boy smashes her head in with a baseball bat, then snaps his own neck with his bare hands and throws himself in the pool out of remorse. Wait, wait, wait. Bare hands? From the looks of it, yeah. So unless old Joe is secretly pumping iron... You're looking for one large, angry person, Frank. 
great. So he was directed to, quote, sound like Columbo. <gasps> I thought he <laughs> sounded like Columbo. Mission oh, accomplished. Oh, good job, dude. It is really funny. Between <laughs> Luigi or whatever his name was at the store. Mario. Mario, yeah, right. And this guy, I loved it. And the Haitian. Like, they all play their accents to the top. Oh, they do. They go all in. I feel like... They didn't know what to do here. So the young cop wants to investigate. The Columbo guy tells it like it is, but then also says how they're going to spin it. And they're going to spin it as suicide? Murder-suicide. Yeah. He's he's from a Cronenberg film, Scanners. Oh, okay. He's done a bunch of stuff, but I just know that one. So that's kind of when we realize the cops, like the chief of police kind of wants to cover this all up. Right. Like, just sweep it under the rug, I guess. For no reason, because they're all just thugs, is basically it. Like, they're they're not, nobody will miss them. And then we go back to the knife teen, the big-haired knife teen. <laughs> and he's talking to Tia Carrera and her boyfriend, maybe Barry. And they the knife teen inherently knows that Thor is after them. He just somehow presumes that's who's killed the other two and that they're next we should also say that uh jim the main punk is also has been hitting on the waitress at their local watering hole he's like scary harassing her yeah constantly and she's much older because she outlines this by saying i'm old enough to be your older older sister sister. okay (laughs) wow okay watch out unbelievable okay okay uh, then we go back. It's us a lot of back and forth to cops trying to solve murders. And they're basically saying you need to look for a buff killer. That's who's here because yep. he's clearly got like superhuman strength. You need to find somebody who's buff. And then we go to the knife teen who has been waiting at the cre- twisting cream. And this waitress gets off. She has the greatest scene. So she, she looks gets pretty off of, cool too. She looks so cool. She's got yeah. like this perfect eighties yeah, helmet. She's very put together. Of hair. She walks out of the twisting cream after her shift and she weirdly like okay, if you're a girl, you know, you get out of your job, you like shove your keys between your knuckles and you walk as quickly as you can to your car scanning. Instead, this lady even in the 80s, ladies knew this. You don't, like, sniff the air and put your face up to the moon <laughs> and, like, walk at the slowest walk you can possibly walk in ever. In the dead of night yeah. alone. This is what waitress does. And obviously this isn't going to work for her. Knife Teen attacks her, and he decides he's going to attack her on a pile of garbage. And, like, she tries to assass him, but it goes back. Poorly for yeah, her. she's like, go molest somebody your own age. And he's like, nope, older sister age girl, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to rape you I'm on into. a garbage bag. But before he can, Thor approaches and the teen comes up and is ready. He's ready to throw down. He stabs the and stabs shot and stabs is so stupid. Thor. Did you see that shot? Yes. It's basically somebody holding the camera and he's like stabbing at the cameraman for yes. that point of because we do i didn't mention this in the gym we get this too zombie vision yeah where it's like the point of view from the zombie it's really funny 
this is the ultimate case of that. It does not work, but it's also really amusing. I understand the concept, but the the follow through doesn't work. Yeah, but Thor uh, takes a baseball bat and shoves it through this guy, and he's goners. Yes, it's not a sharpened baseball bat. It's not the handle end of the baseball bat. It's the wide end. He just shoves it through the teen who dies. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of that. Would you say <laughs> bunt force trauma? You blunt force. No, because oh, you bunt, bunt. With, a, <laughs> with a baseball bat. Why are you throwing sports terms at me, please? Just, just making oh a my joke, gosh. man. So the cops investigate, and it's a drug suicide, I guess, is what they're going to rule it. Mm-hmm. But the cop that actually wants to solve it, the like younger blonde guy, he's like, oh, there's no blood on this knife. And, okay, I'm going to make a little observation here. If there's no blood on the knife, why would you care about it? Exactly. How do like, you not know it's just a knife randomly? Like, why isn't it just a knife sitting there? Why did it have to stab somebody? Hey, I'm going to make an observation, please, too. Please. Please do. I I do. I have a, a, an extreme fondness for Thor. I really enjoy his movies. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of surprising when you can overact as a zombie and he this whole film there are scenes when i feel like he's trying too hard to look and act like a zombie Uh, and it's it's distracting sometimes i feel like every (laughs) single person overacts in this movie so it doesn't matter it's very enjoyable i oh i love him yeah he's so good it's great but i'm like man you're giving it your all for this zombie although speaking of acting and giving it your all I read about Adam West, and they were saying that it was really awesome that he was willing to do it because his career was kind of over and done with. Batman was over with. And he was just taking these roles to make easy money. Mm -hmm. But they said, unlike most people of that generation, every time he showed up, he was all in. And they said he was super cool on set. Like, really laid back, really fun. That's how I want him to be. Yeah, and they said that he gave it his all, that he knew full well what he was doing. Mm -hmm. He knew it was a campy movie, but that he just, like, did not phone it in at all. Good. And that he was really encouraging. So, um, John, the director, was saying that when seeing him and our other lead detective together, Mm -hmm. uh, Frank was his name, he he thought that they had a really cool kind of... um, relationship and that they he wished that they had more scenes together Mm -hmm. and he was saying it would be really fun to have him like go to a bar and just kind of hash (laughs) it out and have a drink you know and talk about work and that he was driving in the car with adam west and adam west was like well then why not just do that and so he wrote it on the spot why not just add another scene with me in it well no but i mean just like do what you want to do no i liked that idea of just saying like make the film you want to make this was this guy's first film, and so mm-hmm. um, they built that whole bar like in the back of another set. They real built quick. it. Well, they just uh, put some. He said they just put some plants around <laughs> to make yeah. it look like a bar, and it was believable. And I actually like that scene because it's fun that uh, Adam West's character is like, "Chill out, man. We got the guy. We it's all good." Yeah. So the punk from earlier that Thor had beat up trying to to rob Mario or Luigi, whatever his name is is now implicated in these random crimes that they're also trying to say are drug suicides? Yes. Well, that's just like the way to get around it so they don't have to explain how weird it is. But now they're saying it's murder and that it's this punk guy. And this 
punk guy is like freaking out in the police station he's just fighting everybody for a very long time (laughs) really funny scene what is even happening this reminds me uh you haven't seen this film either but it's very similar i don't i don't know if any of our um listeners have really seen this film there's a film called trick or treats not trick or treat with sammy kerr trick or treats that's also an 80s like 82 or something but it opens with this really long scene of these guys from mental asylum trying to capture this guy and he's like fighting it going like no i will not go and they're chasing him around and they fall in a pool at some point and it's very similar because this scene just goes on and on and on and it's really funny how much of a challenge he puts up for these cops to like tackle him Mm -hmm. that had no real purpose in this film whatsoever it's totally like just a space filler except to show that he had strength he had super strength so this is clearly the guy oh they're showing that he's tough yeah okay and then um do you want to just skip to the final two two teens it's tia carrere and her and her boyfriend they realize, like, they're the last two standing and they're going to make a break for it. But first they need to go to rob, uh, like, it's like a garage. Well, they're going to go get money that's stashed there. Well, but their friend told them it's there. They're, like, straight robbing the place. Oh, for sure. But what do they care at this point? They're all getting... Did you notice, though, um, before they run over there, Tia Carrera has... Um... A Boys Don't Cry poster. Oh, yeah. It's the one you have. It's the one I have. I know. I I was so excited. I know. (laughs) Of course. Cool points. So they go to rob this garage and make their getaway, but Thor's on to them. He's got Thor vision or whatever. And at this point, he is full on, like... He's, like, rotten down. He's just rotten, and his hair has gone from an awesome Thor long hair to, like, a curly um, mop top. And I think you can see bits of the skull in it, too. It's really funny. So... Thor approaches as the teens are looking for money, and the boyfriend, oh, maybe his name is, is it Bobby? Barry? Whatever. He gets killed, and Tia, she's, <laughs> whatever. What? It doesn't matter. Nah. She's the final girl, and I kind of thought maybe she'd make it. I don't know why oh, I thought Oh, no. That. She gets the most brutal death of them all. She gets her face smashed into the glass <laughs> by Thor. Definitely a good kill. I don't think it's the best. I think the baseball bat's the best. Yeah. Well, we don't see the baseball bat. But he shoves it into him. Oh, you mean Jim. Yes. I thought you meant the first girl. Oh. No, no. Uh, so the cops are are coming there, and they're like, they finally realize, like the head, or the young cop yeah, realizes the that like he was onto it and that it was Thor. Frank. I thought Frank did a good job, too. Yeah, he was unbelievable. If you go on IMDb, true story, mm-hmm. and you look up reviews, guess who left a review? Who? Frank. Really? What did And he, he say? was like, this is my first film. Aww. I was under the impression we were making like an awesome, huge, big movie. And about halfway through, I realized that uh, we weren't. We were making like a low budget <laughs> camp movie. And then he just embraced it. And oh, well, was, that's like, good. Fine with it. Yeah. And this is where we also, it's around this time that we learn that the chief of police and the dad of the knife teen were the two rapists or like, yeah, the greasers would be rapist greasers from the very beginning of the movie that killed Thor's dad. Yes. So that's kind of important because this is where we also learn that Molly, the voodoo priestess, is the 
young girl <laughs> raised in America, at least since she was like a teenager, <laughs> who is now older than Thor's mom and a voodoo priestess with an intelligible accent. Unintelligible I accent. love baseball and hot dogs. <laughs> she turned you into a billy goat. My f- probably the scene that made me laugh the hardest in this whole movie is Molly's scene when they're in the garage and she's standing there as the garage door is about to go down and she does this little uh, seductive dance oh, yeah. to in, in like uh, send the zombie on his way. It's really, really funny. I guess you just have to see it. You do. And maybe you should <laughs> watch this movie because it's great. But It's on Prime. You should absolutely watch it. There's no reason not to. So we end up in a graveyard. Also, in this graveyard, there's weird frog echoing sound effects (laughs) that are very unsettling i don't know why but thor's writhing on the ground because he's gonna die now officially because he's he's avenged he's been avenged but molly's there and she is shot by the chief of police well thor gets shot that's why he's dead but what it only kills him because he's achieved his yeah he can die now zombie Uh, can die and then Thor's dad climbs up out from his grave. <laughs> this is John Fasano. This is the director. And he pulls Adam West down into the grave, which is glowing red. Yeah. It's so cool. It is really cool. And he uh, told this story about how he couldn't see anything because of the mask. Yeah. So he had to just blindly fight him and then grab him <laughs> and pull him down. It's very clear. Yeah. <laughs> but that he said as he was holding him down there... He whispered to Adam West that, like... I love you. No, he said something really funny about how, like, the Penguin couldn't do it and the Joker couldn't do it, but I finally took down Batman. Oh. And uh, he thought that was funny. Yeah, it was definitely a nerd thing, but I I really think that's fun. Like, they were just having a blast on set. That's awesome. That's what you want to hear with these kind of movies. Yeah. That that they're all in and nobody, like, thought this was going to make their career. People just were having a good time. they're just having fun. So the officer, the young dude... Who I see now in my notes is named Frank. I think yeah. you mentioned that. Um, he tosses the gun down and like his officer's gun just in the grass for children or old women visiting their dead husband's graves to stumble upon. He leaves all the all the bodies there, too, just, which is so funny. Well, I just saw my boss being pulled to hell by a corpse so maybe i quit right. but don't throw your gun down into the grass that's that's just not i not do like though when people just leave bodies around in movies and walk off and they're like done here i watched this uh, david a Pryor film the other day called man killers about this elite group of female like warriors that go into uh take over this camp and uh, mm-hmm. there's a huge shootout and there's all these bodies laying around and they just walk off and leave them all there. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking how funny it is that they're just left. Like nobody cares. Yeah. They're like, bodies. I'm not answering questions. And I'm just done. This here. is Frank's ending for this. Yep. He just leaves. He just walks off. He's like, well, that zombie took him down into a grave. This voodoo priestess is shot and the other zombies dead. I'm out. I think we're good here. And he leaves, and that's it. Yeah, and we are good here. That's that the end of the movie. film, and it is a perfect ending. It's great. This no complaints, 1,000 stars. This movie is great. It's got like a 2.1 or something on IMDb, and I just, I am uh, baffled as to how 
you could take this seriously enough to give it a negative rating. I know, right? How could you not just have a blast with this? It's a stupid movie in the most delightful way. And bonus, it's 89 minutes because I get furious mm. when those kind of movies go like two hours. You're like, guys, come on. Yeah, yeah, trim it. You have 90 minutes for this. This is what I'm giving <laughs> Make it you. work. Yeah. Don't give me 120. And additional bonus, it's got Thor in it. I mean, how could you not love that? It's so much. Although I would have preferred, this is my only complaint about the whole film. What? I love when Thor has speaking roles at the beginning. Yeah. And it bums me out that he's a silent zombie the rest. I would have yeah. loved if he would have talked. A talking and he zombie would have like, been great. Killed somebody and then would have been like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so much cooler if he was like this Canadian zombie <laughs> walking around. <laughs> oh, well, that would well, great. I highly recommend this film. Yeah, I'm glad you great. enjoyed it. I knew you would love it. I mean, I, yeah, I know your right style. This is all you, but um, yeah, this is fun. I'm I'm a fan of, of John's work, and I think that we should do some of his other films. I know Rock and Roll Nightmare is like a real popular one. Mm-hmm. I think we could do Black Roses. That's a little less popular, and I you haven't seen it. I think you'll enjoy it. But it sounds really goth. No, not at all. It's just more metal horror, but it's really fun. Okay. You'll you'll like it. I can handle some goth, too. Okay, we'll find a goth horror for you. Eh. eh that sounds boring. Yeah, makes me feel sleepy already. <laughs> okay, well, if you liked what you heard, um, go give us a follow or rate, review, subscribe. Please rate. That's really yeah. great. We appreciate it. Share with your friends. Thank you to everybody who has been listening. Yeah, thank you. Because uh, we're having fun, and we're glad that you're having fun, too. Uh, I don't know. We have Okay, we have a couple ideas for next week. Uh, well, I know what we're going to do. Well, I'm look. okay, we have a short stack right in front of us. <laughs> I know, we got to do it. Golden Child? Golden Child. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Maybe. Okay. We're Thanks gearing for up. Listening. We're gearing up. We'll see. Okay. Well, uh, you can follow us on Instagram. We're at Laser Graves. Uh, yeah. Anywhere you get podcasts, you can follow us at Laser Graves. We're also at www.lasergraves.com. If you want to follow our personal sites, I'm at Death at 33 RPM. I am at Mariah Rose Wimmer. And do yourself a favor watch this movie, enjoy yeah. it. Uh, if you've seen the Mystery Science Theater one, awesome. I can't wait to go see that myself. If you have, let us know in the comments on Instagram. Yeah. We'd like to hear your yeah, thoughts sure. on it. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.